And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, we are what we wear. After all, the outside mirrors the inside. Okay, all right, hold on. What does that say about undershirts and socks? Not much. All right. We are what we eat. Okay. Uh, This is true to a degree, but I don't think anybody is actually a popsicle or a salad. You are what you think. That's truer to a much larger degree than you are what you eat, since the brain produces over 80% of the body's responses, but they all fall short of this absolute truth. This principle connects what we wear, what we eat, and what we think all together in one. We are what we worship more than anything else. Ooh. Next, he can do it, but will he do it? So I'm going to answer that question with another question. And when your school teacher or your parents say that you shouldn't answer a question with a question, they were wrong. Jesus used this tactic all the time. So here is the response question. He can do it, but will he do it? Here's my response question. But do we underestimate our God? And finally, we often make a reference to the Sermon on the Mount while Jesus talked about building a house upon sand or building a house upon rock. There is a difference between the doers and the hearers. So what's the big deal? One way or another, the storms, the streams, the high waters are coming. How we engage determines their impact. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Just to let you know how that works, Dan and I have been texting through the show, and he made up a great made a great point, so you really can't pray and worry while you're praying. And then I wrote back and said, yeah, that's more like whining or complaining and you get to do that during the show. It's fun. You can also call us 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now watch this. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Can I tell you what that's like? I'm going to tell you what that's like. Talking to Captain Chris is like going to the carnival and playing the squirt gun game for the little racehorses and winning. And then you will be 
How good was that one? <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That was good. Yeah. I was going to go whack-a-mole, but then I thought, eh, everybody does that. Okay, bottom line. Maybe you have a comment, a thought, a question. Maybe you've got something that's rattling around. Maybe you got a praise report. Maybe you just want to share the way that Roger again did. Maybe you just want to uh, ask a question that you're trying to kind of nail down. And, you know, we may be able to give you an answer. We may be able to point you in the right direction. If we can't, then we'll be praying about it and studying. And, you know, we'll do what we can. But you might have that opportunity to ask a question that will be a blessing for somebody or share a praise report or even have a prayer request that connects to somebody else, and they can, so to speak, piggyback on that with you. It's like, that's all right. That's fine. That's all good. We also do this weird thing called Bible trivia. Now, I am going to warn you. I am going to warn you that you may have to look this one up. And if we don't get a good response, then I'll give a few more hints. But here you go. According to Acts chapter 10. This is referring to Peter. At what time of day did Peter get his vision? He got a vision. Remember with all the animals and so on and so forth? What time of day? And I will give you this just to make it as easy as possible for those who are like going, I have no idea. Morning, noon, or night? I don't know how you can say it any. Morning, noon, or night? We will say that Joanne and Cordelia have struck first, as is often the case because they are so good. Now, we are going to pray for our country and for Ukraine real quickly because I hate to miss that opportunity. We've been very diligent, very careful to do that. So let's do that together. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you for the graces that you've given our country, and we pray that our leadership would learn the concept of humility before you. Lord, instead of everybody acting parts, let everybody become a genuine servant. What a nation we would have. And in your grace and mercy, please pour out the gospel upon Ukraine, all the people in that area, Lord. I just find it amazing that my own grandfather comes from there. I just pray that the gospel of Jesus Christ would reach every part of that place and there would be peace and there would be an acknowledgement to the spread of the word of God. We just hope and pray that. Lift it up before you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so we do have somebody that is ready to answer. They're feeling pretty good. Okay, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, who's there? Oh, Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you, brother? I'm great. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. I really am doing good. I've got most of my homework stuff done, most of my defense stuff ready, and now I'm just taking a deep breath and trying to chill as we go into the weekend. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Ten years of study coming to a close. Wow. I'm, I'm pretty happy. All right. Ready for the question? Yes, sir. All right. According to Acts chapter 10, at what time of the day did Peter receive his vision? I believe it was at night. Okay. I'm going to give you a shot here. If you were going to have a meal after breakfast, what would that be and what time frame would that be? After breakfast, that would be brunch in the morning. Uh, So after the morning, it would be... Lunch. It would, and that's the blank time. What time is that? 
soon. That's correct, Boy, you got me all over the clock. (laughs) Well, you weren't going to miss it, I can promise you that. So he had this, it's really one of the weirder things, because normally you would get a vision at, 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 at various times, like in the morning in prayer, like at the 9 o'clock prayer, or even at the evening time at the temple service. And he's getting to lunch, and he's getting hungry. And so the Lord uses his experience to show, hey, look, you're hungry, huh? Hey, get, get, eat the animals. He's like, no, 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 I don't eat animals. And it was just like the Lord used his life in his moment to give him an understanding of what was forthcoming. So it was at noon. So that was good, though. You got there, and that was the key. So that's what I wanted you to do. Great job. Yes, sir. Thank you. You have a blessed day. All right. You too, my brother. God bless you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. We have to go a little extra on this because I cannot miss this teaching. It's just too cool. Okay. Well, it's not cool, but it's great. Okay. Well, it's not great, but it's cool. All right. You are what you, and we just talked about this, like, because people have been saying, now how long have they been saying this? You know, you are what you wear, right? And so there's this whole movement. There is a movement. It's like, uh, uh, it's a little bit on the positivity thingy, you know, it's like uh, it reflects, you know, you should be wearing a tie and so on and so forth because that speaks success, okay? Okay, but if you are what you wear, I would think that what you wear underneath all that stuff have, probably has something to do with it. And that's why I said, well, I don't see a lot of people that are really manifesting undershirts. But you know what I'm saying? I just don't, you know, it's kind of small, small group of people. <laughs> and then the other part about that is, you know, and, and you can understand this one, that we are what we eat. And to a degree, that's true to a degree. I mean, there's a lot of the eating that you do that does impact your life and your health and so on and so forth. But again, I'm a big Popsicle fan, and I've just never seen anybody look like a Popsicle. Okay, Now, I've seen movies where people freeze, but that's not a Popsicle. Maybe a Klondike bar, but it's not a, you know, okay. And then the other thing, you are what you think, much closer to truth in the sense that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. There's truth there, and there's there's a connection to truth, and you cannot deny that how you think upstairs has a major component of how you exist. But stopping there doesn't go far enough. Second Kings 17, 15, they rejected his statutes and his covenant he made with their ancestors and the warnings he had given them. They pursued worthless idols and became worthless themselves. Following the surrounding nations, the Lord had commanded them not to imitate. See that? Just a small degree you are what you eat, smaller degree you are what you wear, larger degree you are what you think, but you are absolutely what you worship. There is no way around it. If you worship worthless, you are worthless. (laughs) Well, that's so mean. Yep. Yeah, I didn't write this book. I'm just pointing that out. I'm just reading it. They pursued worthless idols and became worthless themselves. And the way the Lord does it, it's that if you're pursuing the Lord, then you just think of how the glory emanates from God. And in the pursuit of that which you worship, which is the Lord God Almighty, through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, then think of what you are. It's like, oh. But if you pursue and worship worthless things, like the world-valued things, the world's systems of values, you're going to become that way. 
and they're, they have no real value. Worship. What you worship is what you become. Worship the Lord God Almighty. Worship Jesus Christ. Worship through the power of the Holy Spirit and worship the Holy Spirit. I'm sure people going, you can't say that. Are you serious? The seven spirits are before the throne. Jesus is next to the Father. The Father's on the throne. And everybody's worshiping at the throne. A little Bible goes a long way, doesn't it? Yes, it does. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail of my soul. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Here's what it says. The sure way to avoid criticism. To avoid criticism, the article says, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. That was said by a successful and innovative coach of the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team. Now, that's not the only reason I'm reading the article, not because it's just a hockey team uh, coach thing, but here's where uh, here's what it says. Number one, say nothing and become the unwitting victim of everybody else's opinion or point of view. Two, do nothing and just watch life from the sidelines. Three, when our voices remain silent and our actions still, we are nothing. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. I will say that that last question was a little harder. That's why I was telling people about Gen. Let's see if you guys can get this one. Ready? How many churches received a letter as John was told to write in the book of Revelation? How many churches received a letter, the messages in regards to John being told to send them to the churches? How many churches were there in the book of Revelation? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email David at he must increase.org. So you can do any of those three. You can also wave your hand really, really high and see if we can see it, but probably not. I see that, Chris. Okay. <laughs> I saw Chris. Okay. Uh, so that's the question. How many churches received a letter uh, according to the book of Revelation? If you think you know, awesome. Here we go on uh, what I consider. Uh, two interesting uh, jokes. Let's see how people like them. Again, they're not theological, but they are uh, interesting. Are right, you ready? Got the buzzer? Okay. I think it's sad I have to say they're not theological. Isn't it? It's like, really? You got It's a joke. Well, that doesn't line up with my theology. Well, apparently, neither does humor. Um, okay. <laughs> you see, this is what happens when I get a lot of my stuff done for school. Then I have too much time on my brain. Get that? All right. Here we go. The pastor always used the phrase, it might be worse, when some calamity would come his way. One day a friend said to him, I have something to tell you, and you won't be able to use your favorite phrase. I dreamt last night that I died and went to hell. It might be worse said the preacher. The friend came unglued. Man alive, how could it be worse? To which the pastor replied, it might be true. Okay. Uh, here's your next joke. It's <laughs> pretty good, right? Uh, this one's pretty funny. No sooner had the church installed hot air hand dryers in the restrooms that the pastor called for them to be removed. The units worked fine, but some some person had written on the wall above the dryer in the men's room, push button for a sample of our pastor's preaching. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. Those are two good jokes. Yeah. Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Danny. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I am blessed to have you on the show. So, I, And I just feel strong and confident you will get this 100%. You ready? Thank you. I'm ready. All right. How many churches received the letters, were told to receive the letters from John, in the book of Revelation? How many churches? Seven. That is correct. Seven. You said seven, <laughs> right? Seven, right? Yes. 
So these churches, and so now there's a lot of teachings. I just want to point this out. There's a lot of teachings that people say, this is church age, or this is this, or this is this. And it's like, to me, I look at it, and it's like, these are seven churches real representative of the church at any time in society. Some good, some bad, some not even not even Christian kind of thing. <laughs> That's how I look at it. But excellent job, and you win a trophy, but we don't have one to give you. And that's perfectly all right. The trophy was being able to tell you how much we are blessed by your ministry, and we thank you so much. Oh, thank you. That's a blessing to hear. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> we have a trophy. You know, I did that routine once. I did, did I tell you? That? I, I, th- I thought I told you. Maybe I didn't tell you, but this routine. So when I did this in San Diego, I told people I have a puck. Did, you, did I tell you that routine? Oh, so uh, uh, this was back in the day when Noah was an uh, engineer for me in San Diego. And I said, I have an invisible puck. And he actually got up behind the, the, the council and tried to look on my desk. And I said. <laughs> did he see it? Well, I think he thinks he did. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> you know, two words. Therapy. Uh, let's do this. Uh, second Kings chapter 19, verse 10 through 11. Now here's something that we need to be careful of, weary of, aware of, perhaps is a better way to say it. So, uh, say this to Hezekiah, king of Judah. So this is something that an Assyrian messenger is saying to Hezekiah, which is a nice way of saying somebody who doesn't believe in God or doesn't have the same faith or doesn't have the same confidence is going to tell people and Hezekiah how to believe in God, even though they don't have the faith, right? It's kind of like when the world tells the church how they should be the church, which is hilarious, right? Say this to Hezekiah, king of Judah. Don't let your God, whom you trust, deceive you by promising that Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Look, you have heard what the king of Assyria has done to all the other countries. They de- he destroyed them completely. Will you be rescued? So this is what the messenger for Assyria is saying to Hezekiah. He's saying, don't let Jehovah deceive you. And it's like, This is what the enemy, this is what Satan says to people. Remember in the garden? You don't have to go very far. Yea, hath God said. See, see, right there. See, where's that come from? Satan. And that's the same thing that's being launched at Hezekiah. It's the same thing that gets launched at you and I. Don't let your God deceive you. You're going to believe in him. That's what the world does. That's what Satan does. And see, then he says this, and these are really key elements when you get into Scripture. He says, you've heard what we've done. Like, you've heard what we've done to these other nations, right? I mean, we just destroyed them. We just wiped them out. You've heard of our reputation. And so there's there's almost an attempt to generate fear in the messaging. And it's like, nah. And so the whole thing that he comes down to is, will you be rescued? And you know what you say as a Christian? Yes. Yes, I will be rescued. You will be destroyed. And if the rapture takes place as I'm going up, I'll say, told you so. And when the judgment happens, it's going to be like, yep, yeah, you lose. <laughs> some people win, some people lose. You lose. 
I mean, it's, it's like I'm telling you right now, this is what the enemy does. It's a great example of how the world operates under the influence of Satan, how he how he influences people in, in trying to take Christians away from trusting and having confidence in God. He tries to take us away from that. Don't let God deceive you. Oh, isn't that what the snake said to Eve? Same thing. Just think about it like, wow, that's deep. And then tries to instill fear through the messaging. You know why I rail against uh, uh, the not just just the media in general, just all of it? It's because their messaging instills fear against most Christians. It tries to tell you that right is wrong and wrong is right. And you just got to go, no, nope, it ain't that way. You know, if you want to watch something, I, I would say this, and, and this is the freedom that we have as Christians. If you want to watch something, you know, that's uh, semi-squirrely and it doesn't bug you, watch it. That's fine. If it bothers your faith, don't watch it. If it bothers you, don't listen to it. If it affects you, don't. If you're with somebody else and you're not sure if it's going to bug them, then don't watch it. Just be nice to your brother, to your sister, and just you know, watch out for them and protect them. That's your job. That's our job towards one another. But if it's not bugging you, fine. But don't ever let their messaging, their fear, or their position, don't let that affect you. They're not God. They don't have a heaven, and they're going to hell for the most part. I hate to say it that way, but, you know, that's that one line which Aunt Deb, which is our board member, absolutely hates when I use it. You know what that line is? I'm sorry God didn't choose you. <laughs> it's so mean. But it's like, I know, but, you know, <laughs> this is this is the problem. And then we'll get to the call. This is the problem. So somebody will, you know. Somebody will say something along the lines to me that's super negative, kind of weird. And then I'll say, oh, I didn't realize that you were, you know, searching out and your your goal in life was to be a really mean person. Congratulations. You're fantastic at it. You know, see, that's how I <laughs> Yeah, I need therapy too. All right. So somebody wants to talk, ask a question, whatever the case may be, send them out through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Good afternoon, Sergio. Hey, Sergio. How are you, my brother? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm at the D on the DR of a doctor. <laughs> I got the D done. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the R part. You, you, you're for sure in the red zone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure. I'm in the red zone. All I need is a nice another first down in there, and I'll be doing pretty good. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, uh, hey, I've, go ahead. what you said a couple of minutes ago, I've, I've been uh, I've been hearing what you said, and it's a good segue into my question. And I'm really embarrassed about this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I've been reading, uh, and I started it, uh, I started with the Gospels. I think I'm in Luke right now, Luke or John. Okay. And um, it, 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 I don't know if it's a play in words or not, David. So right now, a couple of minutes ago, I remember you said, do you believe in God? I am, right? Right. In God. But I've been running into a lot of sentences um, in those chapters where it says, believe on, O-N. Right. Believe on me, believe... Correct. Uh, on me, believe on God, or, you know, am I just a... Am okay. I just... Do I not have a college degree, or am I not getting it? Is there a difference between, do you believe in God, 
do you believe on God? Can yeah. you explain that, if you don't mind? And, and uh, again, like what I've always told you, I love you. Keep up the good work. And uh, thank you for all you do, and I'll wait for your answer. You got it. All right. Great question, by the way, just to let you know. Great, great question. Okay. All right. So Sergio's going to he's gonna listen, and then we'll, I'll give him the answer because I want to make sure he gets it all clear. Okay. Wait. Okay. <laughs> wait. That just reminds me. When I talk to... Uh, like my brother, I say to him that exact thing. I said, strangely, my voice is going to sound like a dial tone, but you keep talking. <laughs> I've actually done that before. <laughs> Isn't that a good one? <clears throat> this is what happens when they fill you full of rhythm. All right. Anyway, so uh, bottom line is Sergio asked a great question because there's a believing in God, believing on God. And so I want to make sure there's uh, 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 something that's differentiated. Satan believes in God, in the context of he believes there is a God, okay? So uh, sometimes when we say believing in, and uh, and we, we mix them up ourselves, but let me just make the differential. Believing in God is believing that there is a God. That's not saving faith. Believing God, that's a saving faith. So the believing on God is like believing God. So you can believe in God or you can believe God. Which one? Because believing that he exists, that's what James says. Well, congratulations. The demons also believe in God. They and they tremble and they and they. So when we're when it, it just depends on the context that's being used in the writing of the Gospels and in conversation. When somebody says they believe in God, I will often and kindly press a little just so I can know what they're talking about because that representation doesn't mean anything. There's somebody on the news who recently said, you know, I, I, I believe in God. Oh, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in the Bible, but I believe there's some atmospheric concept out there. It's like, but that's not what we're talking about. So you don't actually believe God. You believe in a form of a God. And so therein lies that difference. So a lot of it's context, but the differential is believing in is often thought of as just like his existence where believing or believing on is taking him at his word and more of a saving faith. Now, with that said, it does get interchanged, the usage. So follow the context, follow what's being said, follow how the conversation is. If it's, if it's in the scripture and it's talking about believing in God by having a faith in God, so on and so forth, it's in that context of believing God. If it's just a general, uh, what's the word, like uh, esoteric kind of concept of that there is a godish kind of thing, that's entirely different. So that's how you differentiate. Uh, and don't let those kind of things uh, twist. Most of the time, you can figure it out just by following the bouncing ball, seeing, okay, well, what was being said, what is being said, and what's being said after. That's how you find context. Context is the beginning, the middle, and the end, not just uh, you know one little piece of it. So I think that's a pretty clear answer. I hope that makes sense. Sergio, if you have any follow-up question, don't hesitate to email me. I'm always glad to respond to you. Always appreciate your brother. Love you and praying for you on a regular basis, just so you can know. All right. Uh, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, our words will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. 
So therefore, in conclusion, that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function, if, function in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5, 19. Uh, sing and make music in, the, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned, because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian for everything? And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial, and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. Uh, again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket, the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Are you mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okay, now normally the last, second to last trivia question is tougher. So you guys, so I do a little tough in the beginning, then easier on the first one, and then the second one can be kind of squirrely. And then the third one, this one's always tougher. And then the fourth one uh, drops that down just a little. Okay? Here you go. What is the name of the prophetess who greets Mary and Joseph in Luke chapter 2? What is the name of the prophetess? Yes, that's the right word. Prophetess. Uh, if you think you know, you can... 
Uh, call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. You can look up Luke Chapter 2, but don't do it while you're driving. Thank you. Uh, also, go to the website. A lot to tell you. Blah, 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 blah. We need some funds. Great. Thank you. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Definitely a rocket taking off, right? No? Rubber chicken. Rubber chicken. Boy, I got to get that one. I'll get it eventually. All right, trivia question. People who've never heard the show are probably going, what is this? <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. Uh, what is the name of the prophetess? Is that prophetess who greets Mary and Joseph in Luke chapter 2? If you think you know the answer, uh, and somebody does think they know the answer because somebody's calling in, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. Let me make sure my email is working. Yep. Let's see. That's a bill. Okay, yeah, it's definitely working. Okay, uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? <laughs> Hello. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing a little better. I, I got to forego a little bit of working out because the knee was a little sore, so I, I can't do much about that. But I got a lo- I got much, much, much of my work done for the doctorate, so I'm I'm just feeling a little lighter, even if I'm not physically a little lighter. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. yeah, sooner the better. It's all I can I keep thinking. All right, here you go. Straightforward, not, I don't think too hard. Well, a lot of people are like probably scratching their heads, but what is the name of the prophetess who greets Mary and Joseph in Luke chapter 2? Anna. That is correct, sir! You are right. That is what it is. And I actually told my daughter that would be a great name for the new baby. That's what I told her. I don't. I don't think she's going to listen to me since none of them have listened to me on any of my suggestions. But you know, you have three children, don't you? I have three adult children, and and I am a month and a half away from seven grandchildren. Oh, you're about to have another grandchild. Yeah, grandchild. So, yeah. So Julianne, who went through this, going through has a special needs. They she ended up pregnant, and they were arguing. I always thought this was a great story. They argued about it for like two months, and then she ended up the next month being pregnant. <laughs> Well, I'll keep praying for all of you, and I'll pray for your uh, for your daughter. And uh, is it your daughter having? It? Yep, yep, that's correct. I'll pray for uh, pray about it. All right, thank you, Gary. I appreciate it, brother. Okay, thank you. God bless. God bless. All right, we're gonna do our DNA now, and then do the history in the next rollover. So D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily, daily. Daily, 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 every day. If you're listening to the show every day, hopefully we're encouraging you to do that. That's kind of one of our big goals. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what he has to say. And then A, always be ready to serve, to serve, which means that you are aware of other people. That's like the biggest part about this. Just, uh, just an awareness that other people 
are in the universe you live in, and caring for them is a great idea. All right, let me do this teaching, and then we'll go straight out, and then we'll come back. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay, whatever. Luke chapter 6, verse 47 and 40 through 49, this uh, DDD is entitled, It Happens. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. So this is Jesus teaching the Sermon on the Mount but in the Luke Gospel, okay? Even though the Matthew Gospel is the one more well-known, this is from the Luke Gospel. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, a stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been built well. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the streams broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So let's not be kind of weird and just straightforward understand that Jesus's words, right, when he's talking, now we believe that Jesus is, in the beginning it was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, and so it's very important to understand we believe Jesus is, is the author, like God the Father, like God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, are the author from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, and all of it. But in this context, Jesus is specifically talking about what he's saying, and what he's saying is is piled out in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You can't you can't you don't undo that. It's like okay, that's fine. And what Jesus says is, if you're doing it, that's fantastic. If you're being a doer of the word, you're building your life on a foundation. Okay. And then he says, if you're not doing it, that's not fantastic because you're building your life on nothing. So there's, it's like, it's not like, it was, oh, okay. So this is found in the Gospels, and here in the Gospels, Jesus is like, if you do what I say, if you're doing it, super. If you're not doing it, not super. And this is the part that people don't get. And whether you are being a doer or just a hearer of the word, streams are still coming. You can say whatever you want. There's not one person in all of life that would disagree with this once they are conscious and able to talk. Streams come for everybody. The key is how we engage with Jesus determines how those streams impact us and what the outcomes is are. And that's it. It's not, it's not even – if we do life with Jesus, the streams will not destroy us and leave us empty. I always found it weird that Jesus said, uh, it'll fall and the ruin of that house is great. In other words, it's impacting. It's, I mean, just that statement right there, whew, that's, that's serious. It's, like that, it's, it's almost like Jesus goes, if you listen to what I have to say and you don't do it, it's going to be a mess. You don't want that mess. So I'm just going to say this again, then we'll exit, and, and but I want you to catch it. How we engage with Jesus' words determines the outcome of how those streams impact us. Because those streams are coming. You either do what he says or don't. Plenty of people hear and don't do, right? All right. Uh, shout out to Lewis. Of course you may share DNA.
<laughs> which you've already shared your DNA with your family. Uh, get it? Uh-huh. Okay. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Swood Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, and then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. The David Spoon Experience. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just being honest. Right, because I'll pull from. I'm, I'm Jewish. I was trained well, and I you pull from multiple directions. And this was one of those things. So I kind of needed to recognize that sometimes I'm obnoxious, and I need to make up for it. And the whole point of me telling you this is, sometimes you will do things that doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong, but because you didn't have the right spirit going on when it happened, you need to make up for it. Now, by that I mean this. So Noel uh, found out. Uh, yesterday that she had to get up at 4.30 this morning because the president of, quote, unquote, the company was coming in because they were doing a remodel, and her section was one of the sections that are being remodeled. So she had to be at work at 6 in order to be there, okay? All right. So uh, now I'm already – I'm not in the doghouse or anything. I'm just you know, feeling like I, I could have done better. So you know what I did? And I'm telling you this for a reason. I got up at 5 in the morning, and I sat with her for about a half hour while she was getting ready, right? And I encouraged her because I knew she was really tired. And then she went to work, and I went back to bed <laughs> for at least an hour and a half until the dog said, that's enough out of you. Get up. You know, that was a whole separate thing. The reason that I bring it up is not because I did something brilliant. That's exactly not the case. In fact, the reason that I had to make it up is because I didn't do something brilliant. But it dawned on me that it is okay, or not okay, but it's probably right for you and I when we're in relationships and we do something that's a little far off or maybe not as uh, authentically Christian as we generally need to be, that we're allowed to make up for it. And so what I was trying to do was communicate with her, I love you. I'm kind of sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm totally sorry because I'm up at 5 a.m. that uh, I, yeah, I, I didn't – I wasn't, like, nicer about the whole thing. And so whatever happened by getting up at 5 in the morning last night went bye-bye. And my point in making that um, – sharing that with you is simply sometimes we can do things that is – a way to say I'm with you without doing a whole bunch, and that will just make some of the dumber things less painful or less dumb. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Sometimes the show is just a fresh of breath air. That's what you need. Everyone fresh of breath. Did I say a fresh of breath air? Do you know what that is? That's a spoonerism. 
Would you reverse the words or the letters? That's a spooner. It's really from the preacher spooner. That's for, uh, sometimes the show is just fun. At least I didn't say enough. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, trivia question. Which prophetic book of the Old Testament? So you got a one out of 39 shot here. Minor prophet, minor prophet. There, I'm, I'm helping you. Which prophetic book of the Old Testament promises the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Which prophetic book of the Old Testament promises the outpouring of the Spirit? If you think you know, boy, Joy Ann and Cordelia have just been strike, 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 strike. Powser, Powser, Wowser. Uh, if you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in. 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, David, at he must increase.org. At this point, we're going to do history. Let's go All right, somebody's calling in, but we have to do history first, so that's kind of how that's going to have to go. First of all, today is... And I personally find this funny because I did not understand this for the first couple of years of the whole internet computer world. But today is International Caps Lock Day, which is when you lock your caps, you know, and it's like. Why are you shouting at me? Okay. <laughs> I could never really get, you know. And, and, and when I first started with uh, uh, email and all that, and they, my son would say that, I would write back. I would say, I'm sorry, these are the only letters I can see. <laughs> apparently, apparently the youth have forgotten that it is tougher as you get older. Uh, today is National Alaska Day. Okay. That's a big territory in Alaska. That's big, 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 big. So it's not Baked Alaska Day? You know, I was just thinking that. I wish it was Baked Alaska Day. I like bacon, Alaska. I don't have it very often, but I used to. All right. Today is Paul Bunyan Day. For those who are trying to figure that one out, Paul Bunyan uh, Day is named after a giant lumberjack in American folklore and is observed. On this day, Paul Bunyan was accompanied by a blue ox named... Babe? That's correct! You are just on fire today. Uh, and it was so huge that the footprints created the many lakes of Minnesota. <laughs> okay, we'll just move on now. Well, it's fun. Uh, and then uh, one, two other. No, we're not going to do that one. No, we're not doing that one. Well, just do this other one. Don't get upset about this. It's a sporting event. I happen to be very into this uh, at the time until this kind of thing happened. 1997 at this day was the Lend Me Your Ears experience with Mike Tyson when he bit Evander Holyfield's ear in the heavyweight championship uh, fight. Um, this is... I don't know if I could. I can't tell this joke. I can tell this joke. How do you know when it's time to retire from boxing? When Mike Tyson chips a tooth on your hearing aid. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, send the person through before I completely lose it. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Knock, knock. This is a heavy, heavyweight champion, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Did you chip a tooth on a hearing aid? Is that what happened? <laughs> That's correct. All right, my brother. All right, here you go. Which prophetic book of the Old Testament promises the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? So you said which. 
he wasn't a witch. He was a prophet, minor prophet. His name is Joel. That is correct, sir. You are right. How are you today? It sounds a little windy in your car. Just to let you know, are you in your car? Yes, I'm in my car. Okay. Can you put uh, your window up a little, or is it too hot? It's hot. <laughs> uh, I put the AC on the high so I could be a little cool. Yeah, <laughs> not well, a problem. It's been a good day. I just did a, a funeral for one of my my friends. So yeah, so it's a good day. I know she's I know she's with the, with the Lord. So and that yeah. you know what? That's a big part of faith. I remember I, I've been involved in that a few times. And when you see a person and they've moved on. You have to remember that is exactly what we're living for. That is exactly the core of our faith, that they are doing so much better. It's kind of like Lazarus. You almost feel bad for him that he died and then he come back. I think he's sitting there thinking, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's good, brother. That's good that you did that and you were kind about that and, and loving on that. Good job. Yeah, that's a, so that was encouraging for me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's good to hear some other testimony and uh, stories about her life. So, so that was very meaningful. Yeah, that's powerful. And the fact that you were present and that you were part of it—that's a big part of things. Your your faith is refined when you experience things like that. Yes. So. Cool. Let me well, pray. Thanks. Let me let me pray over you, just that the Lord will help you in that. Sure. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our dear brother Samson. We know he's gone through quite a bit. And we're looking for forward to the day that he has just uh, this joyful element that's just piercing through every part of him, and he's just sharing that with other people. But solidify the greatness of faith in his life. Let him be knowing that his own faith, refined like gold, which is more precious in your sight than any success the world could ever offer, that he has had more given to him through your grace than he can even imagine. Let him receive that, rejoice in that, dance in that, and laugh for the blessings that you've poured on others, especially those who are by your side now. We thank you and praise you and pray your blessing on him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, David. You're welcome, my brother. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So and so you might be thinking, well, you know, sometimes, you know, when you when you have a situation like that and and there's, a, you know, a, a, a seriousness or, you know, like a death or things along that lines or that serious level, you might be thinking, you know, well, I mean, what do you do? What do you say? Sometimes you don't say anything. OK, I know that sounds ridiculous. Sometimes you're just there. You just being there makes all the difference. And you pray silently unless they ask you to pray for them. And unless they're asking when you're in a situation and you don't know what to say, you're not required to fill the air. OK, which is really important for somebody like me. It's like I can't it's almost like I can't not, you know, kind of thing. But sometimes you just got to just be there. And being there means a lot. And I'll just give you this example, and I want to use it. We'll kind of use this as a closeout. So on Saturday, I was telling you guys, so I've been just been marathoning. I even told my professor I'm marathoning on footnotes and and uh, <clears throat> references. By the way, 198 footnotes and 146 references. That's what it turns out to be as I'm finalizing. It's just like so much. It's like, 
Well, anyway, so while I was going through this on <clears throat> Saturday, Noelle, take, I mean, she's just the, you know, best friend, just best everything, you know, for me. That, she, her and I are just like, you know, lights out. She took care of everything and didn't say a word. She took care of dinner. She took, she went, went to the store, picked up a couple of things. She took care of the dogs, which is really hard because Birdie's has his moments. The dog likes to touch computers. I just cannot figure this out. Anyway, just her being there and just helping, that's more than her saying anything. And that's sometimes how you got to be with one another. Just be there. Remember where it says in the scripture, be still and know that I am God. Just knowing God is there. Let that be enough from time to time. He doesn't always have to send an angel to say something to you. Just knowing he's with you. That should be enough. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.